0: Hey everyone, it's your girl Breeny Lee and welcome to the Pep Talk podcast where we have real, raw, relatable conversations with the pep talk you need. You have the power to create your future, with the choices that you made today. What do you bring to the table? Baby, I am the table. Bubbles yourself a little bit more than that, ladies, come on. Dust settles, queens don't. And don't forget, know your worth and then add tax, period. I'm going to be talking about how your childhood affects your adult relationships and I feel like I just want to help you guys piece some of your lives together and make it make sense a little bit more. I want to warn you guys that it might be quite intense and quite triggering. It may be a therapy session for some of you so grab your hot coffee or your hot chocolate or your latte or whatever it is and get comfortable because we're going to dig right in. So everything that we are today is a result of who we've actually been which is why I tend to have a lot more compassion for everybody because you never know where people are coming from. You never know what people have been through. You don't know how people started in life. You don't know what start they got in life. You don't know what foot they started on. So I never judge anyone and I always try to have compassion on everybody. I can almost tell what kind of childhood somebody had just by looking at their current situation and their life and what they're accepting and what they're doing and how they're behaving. Typically stable people come from stable homes and unstable people come from unstable homes with its exceptions obviously and so a few years ago I had to stop and take a look at my past to see why I was acting and reacting in the ways that I was and so I can say that therapy definitely helped with the process so a little bit of my story for those who have not heard it I have told the story many times maybe some of the details have changed I've always been quite honest with my past and my story so To be blunt, my mum was the side chick of my father who was already married. But the gag is we were all living in the same house together with her children and my siblings. So it was a complete mess from the jump. I was born into utter confusion. How's that for some tea? (laughs) <laughs> so my father was abusive and very manipulative. That's the reason why my mum stayed so long in that complete toxic relationship. But so My mother had the courage to leave him when I was around about three years old. And I am the youngest of my four siblings, just as an FYI. I was then left fatherless with a single mother who was raising four children, one of which had special needs. So he needed complete attention. I remember as a child, feeling completely isolated, alone, never really knowing who to trust. I can say as a child I was a complete introvert. I kept a lot of my feelings and how I felt to myself. I never felt safe talking to anybody and if any of you guys had or has a busy mother you know that it is quite impossible to open up to them because you may be talking and they may be doing 101 different things so their attention is not on you and that's how I feel like I felt from what I can remember growing up I always felt like alone and isolated and introverted so growing up there were always like problems in my home usually caused by siblings who were working out their own pain and using their pain to hurt other people so one way that I could describe my home life was quite chaotic but also a big gigantic blur so when when I got into my teenage years, I felt like I only desired two things. And those two things were safety and attention. And I really, really thought that I could find that in men. But I was so needy and so just gimme, 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 that I only ended up being used and left to be honest. So I was constantly trying to feel that loneliness and that kind of sadness and that need for attention in Different men and different guys, and it just never, ever satisfied. It never worked because I was looking for my daddy in these boys who probably didn't even know who their daddy was. Like, it was just not an ideal situation. But obviously, when you're at that age... You can only see what you didn't know by looking back. At that time, I couldn't piece these things together. I couldn't understand them when I was younger. I just knew what my habits were. So my habits were to constantly date and meet different guys as if that was actually really going to help me, but it never did. It never amounted to anything. I can just remember constantly just wanting to be loved. I can remember just wanting someone to be like, yeah, Brini, you're my girlfriend. I love you. Like, I just desperately wanted that. So I never had relationships when I was younger. I just had different situations, (laughs) like different situations. So yeah, like I said, I was looking for a daddy in a guise that didn't even know who the daddy was. And I feel like that all changed when I was 16 and I gave my life to Christ and I finally knew what it meant. To have a heavenly father who was perfect, who could love me perfectly and show me who I was in him and how much he knew me and how much he was protecting me all those years. I was in the world trying to discover who I was. And I would love to say that was my happy ending, but we all know that God is perfect and we're just not. We fall so short of his standard and who he is, but thank God that he always keeps us and protects us no matter what. I would love to say that was my happy ending, but I would be lying. My desire for love and belonging was still bubbling up in me, but I kind of disguised that as I am just waiting for my husband because that's the good Christian thing to say, right? But my desire was just to be loved and I really truly believe that a man could really make me happy. All I needed was a husband. All I needed was a man I was going to love me and I would be completely fine. God, is that so hard to bring me a husband that loves me? My perception of happiness, of safety, of love, of wholeness was all completely tied up in this one man that God was going to bring me. And that was until I had the revelation that my happiness is my own responsibility. Nobody can make me happy. Nobody can make you happy. Happiness is an inside job. It takes you and only you to make you happy. People can add to your happiness, but they cannot make you what you aren't already. You must be happy and secure and safe with yourself because you came into this world alone and you're going to go out of this world alone. It is your responsibility to be happy. But obviously as a 16 year old, I did not understand that. As an 18 year old, I did not understand that. It wasn't until I was, I would say about 23, 24, I realised that my happiness is my responsibility, that no man is going to come and make me whole. I am already whole. I'm already a whole human being. I may have my faults. I'm already a whole human being being. Nobody can make me anything that I'm not already. Nobody can make me what God has already made me. Unless they're God, no one can add to what I am already. So coming back to how my childhood affected my adult life, I would say I was dealing with huge abandonment issues, which is why I always felt lonely and alone from the core, from the womb. I think from the womb, I felt abandoned. I felt invisible. And I would say my childhood definitely affected that in my adult life. I would also say, and this is probably the first time me actually admitting this, I think and I believe that I was sexually violated as a young child. But I'm still trying to piece together that Because sometimes what happens with trauma, is you tend to forget it. So a lot of things I cannot actually remember about my childhood. But I know that in my teenage years especially, I showed signs of that from being promiscuous, from just seeking sex and sexual pleasure. But I think that's probably something that I need to divulge in another video because it's kind of like off topic and kind of separate. I also know that a lot of people have been molested and that also affects your adult life and your adult relationships how you view yourself how you view your body if you don't feel like your body was valued you don't believe your body was valuable therefore you're not going to value it in your life and you're going to go around and say yeah sexual liberation but you're not liberated you're hurt and the hurt is coming from a place that is unresolved from your childhood and i think a lot of people don't know in this day and age how to actually deal with the effects of our childhood whether it's sexual abuse physical Abuse, neglect. There's a lot of things that we just don't know how to deal with in our adult life. So, also not being given the needed attention when I was younger, like I said, my mum was busy by no fault of her own. She was preoccupied. She was a single mother. She had a child that had a disability. So, like, there was not enough of her to go around, let alone what she was dealing with having to recover from my dad's abuse. So, I actually do not blame my mother at all, but I'm just explaining what the consequences of her actions or lack of actions did for me. So I think me not being paid any attention and also me not being affirmed, like someone doesn't have to call you ugly to be insecure. If someone doesn't say anything to you, someone doesn't call you beautiful or tell you you're beautiful or give you that grounding as a child to like say, you're good, you're fine, you're beautiful, you're desirable. You're going to make one man happy one day. Like, if you didn't have that validation, if you didn't have anyone saying anything, that's also grounds for insecurity, right? So I feel like I was insecure because I wasn't affirmed when I was younger. So that's also how my childhood affected my adult life. So my validation, I feel, in my adult years came from makeup, it came from clothes, it came from male attention, it came from people affirming, "Oh, you're beautiful." Da 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 da. Until I got to a point where I realized that that's actually not enough. Unless I believe it myself, I could not accept what they were saying. Hence the reason for my soul surgery. If you have not checked out my soul surgery series on YouTube, you check that out. I digress. <laughs> so coming out of my abandonment was also a fear of rejection. So how that affected my adult life is that I would always reject people. I would reject guys before I was rejected. If I sense any sort of uncertainty, I'm going to reject you before you reject me because I could not stand the pain of being rejected. I could not sit with or deal with the feelings that came from rejection. I just avoided it at all costs. So I'd rather reject you before you even had the chance to reject me. I was already running before you could say, I'm gone. Like, you're not seeing me. I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> so I really feel that most of the emotions that we feel in our current relationships is a result of the fear from the past that we have not dealt with. So it could be the fear of getting close, the fear of abandonment, the fear of rejection, the fear of humiliation, the fear of commitment, fear of people. These all have deep-seated roots in our past and for some people you may not have had a bad childhood but the years leading up to who you are now as in your past it could be like five years ago these things still apply because a lot of people they say i had a good parents had a great upbringing they still turn out a bit twisted like (laughs) but it's like something happened and is that something that you need to pinpoint and realize that 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 thing is still affecting you till this day so with all fear and with all trauma and just terror the catastrophe that the traumatized fear has already happened right so let's say in simple terms which is a really silly example but some people have a fear of spiders right the reason that you clam up is because you imagine that spider crawling into your nose or on you and that's why you start feeling like it's actually already happened to you. And that is what fear does. It's false evidence appearing real. And that's why I say whatever you can imagine is real. So people can be like, it hasn't even happened yet. Nothing's happened. No one's cheated on you. No one's did this. But you're like, you still have a fear of it. And fear is rooted in lies. And most of the lies that we have has grown from our childhood. Because when we're young, we do not have the cognitive ability to, To piece together things. And this is another thing as well about childhood. If something happens to us, we always blame ourselves. If our parents were abusive, we blame ourselves. It's because I'm not worthy of love. It's because I'm not good enough. It's because I didn't do this. I didn't do well in school. As children, we always blame ourselves. And so that's the lie we have to crush and we have to break in order to move forward. Whatever happened to you in your past was not your fault. And I want to release some people today. What happened to you in your past was not your fault. It had nothing to do with you. And so like I was saying, I always felt neglected when I was younger. So now to actually be in a really healthy relationship where I'm fully loved, fully seen and fully accepted is so beautiful. And I cry often about the thought and I wish the same for all of you guys out there. Yes, there's self-love and that goes to a point and I will never be a person that says, self-love is all you need, right? Self-love is the foundation love from others is like the icing on the cake and that cake is sweet I tell you like to know that I am safe like one thing that I always desired when I was growing up was that form of safety and I always thought that it was like environmental I always thought I wanted to be in a place that was safe but I now learned to realize that it's an emotional safety and so in my current relationship I feel safe enough to open up and to be vulnerable because I know my partner always beats me to it he'll be vulnerable which will allow me to be vulnerable he will extend his hand so So, I only have to reach back and extend my hand to hold his hand. I'm allowed to be runnable and I'm allowed to be myself, which is completely beautiful. I feel like once we resolve our childhood issues and things that cause us to act in a way that we do, we will then be open and free. We'll be free to explore a healthy relationship, right? Because what happens to us when we have these emotional longings or fears is that it attracts us to. The wrong people, and we start choosing the wrong partners for us because it feels safe, because it feels familiar to us, it feels like home. Say, for instance, if you came from a quite chaotic home, the feeling of a calm, normal relationship would actually scare the living daylights out of you. And you'll get out of it and you'll do two things. You'd either self-sabotage it, or you'll say, Oh, he's boring, he's not my type. No, that's because your type is dysfunctional. Your type is chaotic. You enjoy the feeling of not feeling safe and secure. Heal. Sis, you cannot say that's not my type if your type has not been purged. Because most of the things we're attracted to are things that are not good for us. And we cannot continue to go through life like this, attracting what is not good for us. It's not a healthy way of thinking. Another thing that I have seen prevalent is if you've had like a father that was unfaithful to your mother, you grow up thinking that all men cheat and your mum will be quick to reinforce all men cheat. So just Deal with it. No, all men do not cheat. The man that you was with cheated on you and you stayed because of low self-esteem. I don't want nobody, parents included, teaching you guys that all men cheat and to get over it. No, all men do not cheat. Bad men cheat. Men that do not know who they are cheat. That is not your reality and that should never ever be your reality. Do not accept low because your parents set the bar so low. We have to be people that overcome, rise and go above and beyond what our parents did. An unfaithful man is not your portion in life, sis. It is not. Also, if you came from a home that lacked love and genuine affection and it was just a cold environment, you may grow up to be quite cold. Have you ever met a guy or a girl and they were just so freaking cold? They were colder than ice. Like there was nothing you could do to actually make this person satisfied or happy. (laughs) Like they just cold or a person that comes from that kind of household could go another way where they just feel like I need love I'm desperate for love I'm desperate and so they'll just do anything they'll do anything to keep a man they'll do anything for you those are all byproducts of a unloving home and the faster we realize this the quicker we can heal the truth is guys love attention and affection are basic human needs. Without it, we spiral out of control. You could probably pick out the worst criminals or just go to prison and ask them about their childhood and ask them if they lacked any one of the things I just mentioned. A lack of affection, a lack of attention, a lack of love, genuine i can see you causes us to do some evil things and that's why i love the gospel i love jesus so much because he shows us love like pure genuine love for god so loved the world he gave his only son like that is love not because we earned it but he loves us. And when I think of love and how powerful it is, it just does something to my heart, you know? (laughs) Love does something to my heart and love can melt the hardest of hearts. Genuine, pure love can melt the hardest of hearts. But it's our basic requirement, it's our basic needs as human beings is to be loved, to be seen and to be accepted. And what our early childhood does is it creates a framework and a perspective in which we see and view the world. If you had a positive upbringing, you're going to have an optimistic, all things are possible view of the world. If you came from a negative upbringing, you're going to have a pessimistic, sceptical, negative, nothing is possible, woe is me perception of the world. Your childhood sets you up for life and your childhood affects everything and everyone so what is the cure and i never want to leave you guys helpless and hopeless because if you think about your own childhood you may just feel like i'm doomed then but that isn't actually the case you have the power to change your course of life by the choices that you make going forward from today so what is the cure in psychology they say heal the child heal the adult if you heal the child You can heal the adult. And of course, none of us can go back into the past and change our story, but we can make better choices going forward and how we choose to look at things. You can look at things positively even though you had a negative childhood. And one thing that we need to eradicate and get rid of is the shame and the pain that comes with our childhood. It was not your fault. And I think this is what's going to really help us and set us free. We really need to understand that what happened to us was not our fault. It was not our fault that we grew up in the circumstances in which we grew up. We cannot choose our parents, right? We cannot choose the way that we was brought into this world, right? But we have the power now as adults to really take hold of our own future. And this brings me into my second point. We have to learn how to reparent ourselves. And if you check out my video on how to be self-aware, I kind of touch on this. The way that you want to be parented, the way that you need to be parented, that's the same way you need to parent yourself. Give yourself the things that you need, not want, because some of the things that we want can be quite toxic. The things we need, love, attention, and affection. Give that to yourself and it is possible. It is not weird. It is just what you need to do. Self-care, self-love, it's all tied into that one thing. You can reparent yourself. And lastly, I will have to say is forgive your parents. If they were as worse as Hitler, forgive your parents. They did not know any better. If they could, they would, but they didn't know how. Most of our parents were living out and working out their own pain. And we have such a privilege in this 21st century to have access to psychology the internet to know how to do better back in their day they didn't have any of that they didn't have the resources that we have today to be better parents i can guarantee you most of your parents would want to be better parents the same way you want to be better parents for your children and i hope that that's what you want the same way they wanted to be better parents to you and i would say forgive your parents because they didn't know they didn't know any better and i think that's really going to be a way that you can really overcome your childhood because you have to also remember that you're not that person anymore. You're not that person anymore. That is not who you are. You're wiser. You know more. You make better decisions. Well, I hope you do. <laughs> and that's not who you are anymore. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. It was kind of a fairy procession. Hope you guys aren't crying now. But um, I hope you guys enjoy my videos. And please, if you can, subscribe to my channel. I just checked out the other day that about 40% of you that watch my videos aren't subscribed to my channel. So please hit the subscribe button if you enjoyed these videos share it with your friends and I'll see you in my next video bye guys well thank you for listening to this episode of the pep talk podcast it would mean so much to me if you can leave a review rate this episode and I will see you in the next one stay fabulous ladies